during these past weeks of Lent, my homilies have focused on this quintessential theme of life, death, and rebirth, or what some call order, disorder, reorder. However you look at this universal pattern, one thing is for sure, there's no skipping the process. There's no reorder without disorder. There's no rebirth or resurrection without death. And so this afternoon we come face to face with death as we gaze upon the cross of Christ. The cross. Now prior to COVID, during this liturgy we would each come forward to reverence the cross by bowing, kissing, kneeling, touching the wood, often in tears, giving thanks to Christ for dying for us. And unlike last year when this church stood empty except for the presiding clergy, this year while we're able to have some of you here with us, we still have so many more who have to watch from home. So we gather as best we can, still unable to hold on to our tradition of coming forward to touch the cross. And as hard as this may be for some, perhaps it allows us an opportunity to look at the cross differently. Instead of the focus just being on the cross that Christ died on, and on his death some two millennium ago, a death that was for us, what if we spent some time this afternoon on the deaths that happened to us? To focus on our crosses, on our dying that needs to occur each day. It was St. Paul who wrote to the Corinthians, I die daily, which echoes the words of Christ when he said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. You know, I wonder what the disciples thought when they heard that. It was just a few years earlier, they had already walked away from their family and their friends and their jobs and everything in their life just to follow this Jesus. What more could Christ be asking for? Maybe many of us who have faced so much loss and hardship this past year may be asking the same question. God, what more are you asking of me? To answer that, and to look at the cross differently, I think it requires a deeper look into that line, take up your cross. You see, when we hear that directive, we most often interpret it as the absolute need to shoulder the burdens of our lives, the death and the losses and the illnesses and the addictions as simply crosses that we're called to bear. But if we stop there, we totally missed the point Christ was making. For when Jesus said those words, he meant that each day we must die to ourselves in order to follow Christ. For his follow-up line is, whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever who loses his life for my sake will save it. And while over the centuries many people have been martyred for Christ, he was speaking more about the need for each of us 
to die to ourselves. In other words, with the need to die to our egos and our strategies and our politics and our prejudices. For such actions need to be crucified and buried, and then we have to die a similar death. See, following Jesus may seem easy when life runs smoothly, but when the crosses appear in our lives, when we come across something or someone or some event in our life that requires some form of personal dying, and then our world's just turned upside down. How often, instead of facing the daily death, do we just push God away and dig in deeper by building up our false selves? And then we just default to pointing to the cross as that something that Christ did for us while missing the point in our daily lives. We're called to do the same. So rather than only focusing on how Jesus died for our sins, this year I'm going to invite you to take a few minutes to sit quietly wherever you are, either here or at home, to go a bit deeper into your prayer about the cross, and to keep in mind that Jesus, Jesus showed us that death, daily death, it's part of life. For there's no resurrection without death. There's no love without loss. Every day we're faced with crosses, leading us to see and feel the ashes of our life, while often finding it hard to shine light into the darkness, leading us to weep. But as St. Oscar Romero once said, There are many things that can only be seen through the eyes that have wept. So instead of coming forward to bend your knee at the cross, what if we are to look to bend our hearts, to bend our very own lives in order to echo the radical love of Christ? And in doing so, What will our tearful eyes then see? And how better will we be in holding on to the hope and the promise that out of the crosses and ashes of our lives, that one day we will dance in the ruins and discover a sweet consolation that can rise from our broken hearts.